depth and substance. The two most exquisite qualities, be it in a poem or a person. Sanoba Khan said that. When I first read that hauntingly beautiful haiku, I was enchanted but also skeptical. Skeptical because I didn't quite understand how depth and substance could be the most exquisite things in a person. In a poem, sure, but in a person? Uh, I mean, when I think about the most exquisite things in a person, I think of kindness, compassion, courage, and virtues of that nature. It doesn't get more exquisite than that, surely. But this haiku, with its simplicity and profundity, compelled my curiosity. Maybe there was a level of awareness I was asleep to. Maybe my understanding of the word exquisite was lacking. So I did my due diligence. I did some research, which took me down a rabbit hole where, at the end of it all, I finally understood. Sanuba Khan was onto something. It's one of those things that must be experienced to be understood. Depth and substance really are the two most exquisite things in a person. It explains what makes us truly unique and seductive. It is what we instinctively look for in people, even though we don't have the words with which to define it. In this episode, I will explore the concepts of substance and depth and how they are the secret source of a truly authentic and attractive person. I mean, think about it. How often do we end up with people who don't move us in any real way? They don't inspire our best self. They don't stimulate us mentally, emotionally, or physically. Pure water vibes. And it's not that they're bad or toxic or whatever. Just basic, uninspiring, shallow. And that's actually worse than being a complete asshole. Because at least with an asshole, you know you should leave. The reasons to not associate with them are abundantly clear. But if they're basic, if they're uninspiring, there's a guilt, an indecision, a false hope that eats at you because there's no justifiable reason not to reject them or leave them. And you don't want to be an asshole. Amo, substance and depth. No pun intended, but it gets deep. My name is Rodney Omokache, and you're welcome to The Young God. That is a question single people get asked at least 10 times a year. That number doubles if you're someone that seems qualified to be in a relationship, as in you're smart, attractive, mature, bonus points if you're financially stable. That number triples if you're someone who seems to have a lot of options, a lot of suitors. And at that point, the question seems more valid, but the answer becomes more complicated. Because as far as everyone is concerned, you're single, you have options, and yet, you can't find someone? Is it witchcraft? Did your village people set traps for you? Okay, what are you looking for? Another seemingly simple question, but very difficult to answer. Especially for me. Not because I don't have an answer, but because my answer will just attract more questions, and it gets more complicated from that point. 
My thing is, unlike most people, I won't say that I'm single because the Nigerian dating pool is trash or whatever. In fact, what I've come to realize is that the dating pool in every location in the world is complicated and has its nuances. But that has nothing to do with me. I've developed myself to the point where it doesn't matter where or what the pool is. I trust my ability to identify and create something meaningful if I see what I like. Okay, so why are you still single? <sighs> I'm single because I have very specific needs. I like what I like. And I'm very patient. I can wait to find what I like, what I need. But I think this scene from Ted Lasso put it best. Have a listen. Tell the truth. He's fine. That's it. Nothing wrong with that. Most people are fine. It's not about him. It's about why the fuck you think he deserves you. You deserve someone that makes you feel like you've been struck by fucking lightning. Don't you dare settle for five. Struck by a bolt of fucking lightning. That's exactly it. I ask again. How many times have we met someone? They're not bad at all. As in, anybody would be lucky to have them. But they're just not for you. You just don't feel that feeling. They don't make your heart race. They don't make you nervous, anxious, happy, grateful. They don't make you feel alive. It's not enough to be nice or good or even kind. You want something that energizes the fuck out of you. I'm single because the kind of people that make you feel that way are fucking rare. This is the eternal curse of the romantic. Then there's also the fact that by the time you reach a certain age, you can feel like you've seen it all. Like once you've met one person, you've met them all. Because people today are so the same. And that's a weird thing to say because each person that exists and has ever existed is absolutely unique, but only theoretically. Socialization and globalization make it so that the uniqueness we are born with gets blurred out over time. And so we kind of like start to act more like each other and less like ourselves. Think about it. We all watch the same TV shows, follow the same news, have the same worries and social pressure, listen to the same music. We were raised more or less the same way, worship the same way, and hang out in the same social circles. So when you get to know people, even though they are unique, it's still the same issues, the same stories, the same trauma, the same conversations, the same dance you've had a thousand times over. Consciously or subconsciously, you come to crave more. You get turned off by the same shallow encounters and people, especially if you've done the work to develop yourself. You instinctively begin to look out for someone who is just as, if not more developed than you are. It's like, let's say you're a... Um, a voracious reader. Once you've read too many trashy bestsellers, you begin to look for something with substance, something that attempts to define the universe. See where I'm going with this? After a myriad of basic experiences, you begin to crave a dynamic that keeps you on your fucking toes, that stirs you, that makes you feel like you've been struck by a bolt of fucking lightning. depth and substance. During my research, I found that the people that have that kind of effect on us are the ones absolutely brimming with substance and depth. 
two concepts that are very difficult to put into words, but I'll try. First of all, I should make it clear that those words are not mutually exclusive. They are two separate words, each with its own meaning and power. I'll start with substance. Substance basically answers the question, what are you made of? What are you passionate about? What do you bring to the table? Not in the material sense that people on Twitter like to go back and forth about. Substance is your character, your approach to work, to people, to life in general and the value you add. Having substance means you have something valuable to give, to add to any situation. It's the authenticity with which you carry yourself, the fact that you care. It's also the obvious aspects of your nature and personality, the things that catch the eye when someone first meets you. Could be your talents, your courage and confidence, your ability to hold a conversation, your life story, your sense of humor. Those idealizable traits that come to the surface when you talk about yourself. In general, it's that sense that this person is more than the superficial, that they stand on more than just their looks, financials, social status or social media following. Someone you can learn from, someone whose company you can genuinely enjoy. Obviously, no one is perfect, but having substance simply means you're someone who's at least worth getting to know. Substance is also you being who you say you are. How many times do people say or portray themselves as one thing, but when you get to know them, you find that they are in fact not that thing? The fucking betrayal. Now depth. This is where it gets even more interesting and nuanced. Depth is, well, that which is hidden beneath the surface. Your history, what you've been through, and how you've interpreted those experiences, the contradictions in your personality, the meaning you found in your suffering, your weakness, your inner strength, your weird quirks, your vulnerabilities, the pleasant and not so pleasant surprises, how they all mesh together to create this portrait of a person. Experiences make depth. A person with depth has done things, gone places and met people. They think deeply about themselves and the things that have happened to them. And most importantly, they have the ability to express all of that in a way that makes you want to know more. Even emotional intelligence is an indication of depth. You know you're fucking with someone who is deep when, in the relationship, you find that the more you learn about them, the more you continue to desire them. To love is to know, and the more you get to know a person with depth, the deeper you fall. It's fucking poetic. So that's substance and depth as separate entities. It's time to bring them together, because that's where the magic happens. Let's say you meet someone and you find them attractive. Substance, in this case, would be or might be their self-confidence. It stands out to you. You're not sure why, but it feels different. It feels authentic. It feels warm. And maybe you're a shy person, so their confidence and the attention they give you draw you in. You get to know each other. Depth would be you later learning that that confidence is backed by their faith in God or maybe learning that they're actually a shy person at heart. Or maybe they reveal to you an insecurity that contradicts that confidence in a way that endears them to you. Let's take a moment to pause and breathe. Relieve the tension. 
whatever you're doing, close your eyes, take a deep breath, in through the nose, out through the mouth. One more time. In through the nose, out through the mouth. Let's resume. Another example of the interplay between substance and depth is storytelling, as in being able to tell your story. Anybody can have an opinion about anything, but ask a person to talk about themselves, and that's where you know what they're made of. It says a lot about a person that he or she can talk about themselves and what they do with enthusiasm and clarity. That's substance. Most people can't tell their story because they don't know it. They haven't thought deeply about the things that have happened to them and found the thread that connects it all. So they can't hold the conversation. They have trouble being vulnerable. They can't generate genuine interest in themselves beyond the physical and material. They don't have depth. They know more about celebrities and social justice issues than they do themselves. They are products of social media trends and over-socializing. They don't spend enough time on their own. They're always with people, the same group of people, conforming, complaining, competing. But every so often, you meet people who, just when you think you figure them out, they surprise you. Being with and around them challenges everything you thought you know about people and yourself. And that's the best part. Being in a relationship with someone who exhibits a strong personality means that when you get caught in their gravity, the force compels you to see both them and yourself in a whole new light. You grow. Their depth brings out your depth. You want to show them who you are because they've shown you who they are. And that feeling that it generates is, is, is something else. This isn't just the initial feels based on sex or being chosen. I'm talking about that kind where as you get to know them, you're utterly stunned by the magnificence of this human being. You understand how lucky you are to have access to their time, their body, and their mind. They make you weak and they make you wet, if you're a woman. You might be skeptical about this picture I'm painting. It might sound too good to be true, like something out of a Mills and Boone novel. But like I said at the start, this is one of those things that must be experienced to be understood. For now, just take my word for it. How dope has the show been so far? For real. If you're enjoying this podcast, do support by following on IG at The Young God Pod and Twitter at I Am The Young God for exclusive content and updates. Feel free to slide in my DMs and let me know what you're feeling, what your listening experience is like, and whatever else might be on your mind. I'm here for it. And by the way, do subscribe and tell a friend. There are two types of people, fountains and oceans. A fountain circulates the same water in an enclosed, perpetually recycling system. But an ocean, an ocean is deep, unpredictable, and holds untold treasures. Which begs the question, dear listener, what are you? And what is your partner, if you have one? Are either of you a predictable, repetitive fountain, or 
an overwhelming, awe-inspiring ocean. Take a good look at yourself. Then take a good look around you, at the world, at the internet and the things people value, the things people idolize, the things people bother themselves with, the content they consume and the quality of experiences they curate. Everything is vanity, lacking in empathy. Their tastes are weird and unrefined. They are doing goofy clown shit for attention, for clout. And there's a market for that. People are empty, so they use the wrong things to fill the void. As a result, Substance and death are so rare, man. And because they're so rare, you gotta be discerning about your choices and people. You have to be able to see the substance and not be taken by the style. You have to see emptiness a mile away. And by the way, emptiness is the absence of some things, not the absence of everything. Just to be clear. Emptiness is the absence of some things, not the absence of everything. I'm not even saying that substance and depth will automatically solve your problems. They are the most exquisite things, not the most important things. See the distinction? They are the most exquisite things, not the most important things. Virtues like kindness, compassion, courage, and things of that nature are the most important things for anybody to have, while substance and depth give them an aura, an interest, a story that makes for the most elite situation. Substance draws you in while depth holds you down. In between those two qualities is where all other virtues exist. And I know this because I've known the kindest, most generous, most, most loving people, but I didn't feel struck by lightning. It's like, you're nice and all, but you're not what I need in this life of sin. And because you know what you're looking for, you can't settle. Your spirit will not allow it. Your soul yearns to be set on fire, fam. I don't just want a good person. I want an interesting person. I want a unique, special individual. I want a fucking soul. Being good is nice, but that's not what stirs the soul. And the soul yearns to be stirred. By experiences, by people, and by your experiences with people. Women know this feeling very well. In your teens, it wasn't the nice guy that moved you, but the bad boy. The feeling that there was more to him, that you could change him, that he would add excitement and fun in your life. That's what young girls were drawn to. Except, you're grown now. There are less toxic ways to achieve that feeling. Hence, substance and depth. By the way, do you know who has substance and depth? You do. Yes, you, dear listener. And here's why I say so. Because to connect with and receive some of the, the, the things I put out on this podcast, to really enjoy my podcast, you have to have that stuff. It's not for the average person. It's not for the faint of heart or poor in spirit. It's for the people who are, in their own way, connected to or at least searching for something. I always say that I love the quality of people my podcast attracts. You're dope, 
make no mistake, and someone out there will be lucky to have you. Try this social experiment. The next time you meet someone new, whether it's platonic or romantic, whatever, recommend my podcast to them. Either recommend your favorite episode or let them decide where they want to start. Then have a conversation with them about it after. See what they think, how they interpret it, if they connect. Their response will let you know if that person has the stuff. Deep calls to deep. If they are made of that stuff, they will respond appropriately. Trust me. In the meantime, keep developing yourself. Keep mastering your God identity. Like I always say, be the difference in this society where everyone is so the same. It's easy to sit on your high horse and criticize, but to be truly different is to keep your spirits up and still find ways to see the best in others, even when they disappoint. Take people as they are. Shine bright as a diamond. Make yourself into what you wish to attract and see what happens. That's substance. That's depth. And this is the young God. Shine bright like a diamond So shine bright